Good morning and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome the show. I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be back doing the show. It's always, you know, it's like we've been doing this for many years now, and it's uh, it's it's amazing how the the topics keep flowing, and it's uh, it's an interesting space, this podcasting space. It, it is, and can you believe this is like 179? We're going to have like 200 on this ep- on this show. You know, here's the funny thing: we did like 220 some episodes of the other show, so. <laughs> We're fast approaching. Uh, we might make 200 this year. Who knows? But anyway, exciting yeah. stuff. Hey, I yeah. want to, um, before we get into the podcast movement um, discussion today, Rob and I both, and I think even some of our uh, cohorts in the podcasting space have been dealing with a serious issue over the past week. And um, I just want to preface um, this conversation um, with with one thing, this is compl- This is going to be complicated, and um, most of you know, I spent uh, 25 years in the military, and I'm a big supporter of uh, freedom of speech, right to assembly, and you know, I'm really. Uh, this is what the country was was founded upon, um, but. <laughs> The key word there is but, but, and there is a, you know, we all know a serious situation happened in Charlottesville, loss of life, lots of people injured. Um, Really, I think anyone with any, any normal uh, morals just absolutely were offended and irrehensible what was going on down there. And, uh, Rob, uh, it's it's kind of spilled over into the podcasting space a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that the podcasting space is of the scale now and size and audience that uh, things that happen in the real world have an impact on the podcasting world, and and this this week was a classic example of that. Um, you know how how the violence down there and the division in this country has uh, it, it spills over into all sorts of aspects, sometimes unintended consequences, but, uh, there's, there's, uh, podcasts out there that are, uh, that are on, uh, the hate side and those cause a, a pretty complex dilemma for, um, podcasting platforms. Um, and I know we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. I don't want to steal your punchline here, Todd, but go, <laughs> go ahead and we can, we can dive into it. Well, you know, it, it started out, I, you know, the first thing I did after I heard about the, this, this happened and, and forgive me that what day did the, the protest happen last Saturday or was it Sunday or. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember. It's, it's been a blur ever since. (laughs) Yeah. So whenever it hit national news, um, and I heard about this web, you know, first of all, I heard about this website that's uh, homeless now, thank goodness. Um, I heard about this website that, uh, had said some just, I mean, just horrible things about this woman that had gotten killed. And I'm thinking, do they have a podcast? That was when my first thing in my mind. So I went to our uh, administrative platform and I looked in our directory and, but being there was two shows for that podcast. I said, Oh, please 
Lord help me, don't let these be customers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I loaded the listings, and they were unclaimed. So what they were is they we had just, you know, we had pulled the entire, you know, we, we built a directory of everything. And uh, they were two unclaimed listings. So really there was no owner with the account, no associated um, uh, associated you know user account with it. So it was easy. I just said, okay, that's gone. They're, they're out of here. You know, they're, they're delisted. I don't have to send a takedown notice. I don't have to send a cancellation note. This was, this was an easy one. And um, I know some other folks kind of did the same thing, but what really got me was I, I don't know if it was Monday or Tuesday, and I had basically, you know, kind of sent a message to both Rob Walsh and Rob Greenley, and I, to both of them I said, hey, I just had to take down two shows. You may want to scrub what you guys have. And um, and I Monday I got a Facebook Messenger. Uh, he says, hey, uh, this guy is on your platform and he was just featured in a vice video and he's got a podcast and this one I loaded up and it was a different show and he was a stats customer and I'm like oh my god so um I uh I called Barry who's our legal counsel and I said hey um this is what we've got and uh you need to review this show and make sure that number one if he's invoking hate and and violence or you know it's one thing this is this is where it gets weird if someone's has a opinion as much as i may absolutely hate the opinion i don't respect but they have the right to say it right i think we mm -hmm. all can yeah i think we can all uh, you understand we have freedom of speech, at least, you know, in the United States and, um, in being a content platform, I, the last thing I want to do is, is if, even if I absolutely make my skin cringe, do I want to just say you're out of here? Um, it, yeah. it, it, it it's a fine line so Barry reviewed it and he came back so, oh man <laughs> and no they violate the terms of service they're invoking talking about violence upon others and uh, invoking hate speech and um, you know we can mm -hmm. we can terminate so uh, I did I immediately terminated the account we sent the termination notice we uh, canceled their subscription and they were only using stats but in the you know when you're using our service for a, a stats redirect the blueberry link is in the link to the media <laughs> and angelo said how do you want to handle this i said I, I want that link to go to never neverland i don't want a redirect any, i want it to be like when they click it it's dead <laughs> you know i want yeah. i want it to be obvious that 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 url that they use for the stats is no longer uh, viable and uh, I almost immediately upon sending the cancellation message, within like five minutes, I got a reply back from the individual. And it, oh, Rob, I could, the email alone. 
that I received back from this guy. I'm just like, I, you know, I called the office and I'm like, I want you to lock the doors in the office when you're in the office. And I want you to inform the front desk that, uh, you know, just make them aware. <laughs> there was no threat. Yeah. There was no indirect threat, but it was like, you know, made my hair stand up on the back of my neck a little bit. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I'm having this discussion with Barry and I'm like, he's like, you know, we have to be careful. <laughs> he says, we have to be careful in, um, making sure that if people are going to react, cause people are going to, people are super, super sensitive right now. And yeah. there could all of a sudden, what, what happens is someone sends me an email and says, I don't like this Black Lives Matters uh, podcast, or I don't like this right-wing conservative podcast, or you, what, you know, I'm going to do a protest against you because, but, and then, and so we internally, we already have a terms of service, but we're now working on a document that gives specific case-by-case -case guidelines on when we will cancel an account um, because Again, if you're not, again, it's that fine line, right? We're purveyors well, of it free is, speech. And it's also, Go ahead. we don't always know that these programs exist right. on our platform right. either. Right. I mean, that, that, I mean, there's thousands of shows on our platform, yeah. and that's, you know, and I wanted to talk about that point, too, of how, from what I've seen, even even the shows that I had to do this week um, have, have been hopping around. Um, right. Been, They've been at Lipson. They've been with us. I don't know if they, they've been with you guys, but they, they've been hopping around. And I don't know that any of us have been like taking down any of these shows because it hasn't been an issue that's been pointed out to us. No. That's typically how this stuff happens. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I got a, a, a message on Twitter from a particular person who was, um, you know, identifying these programs. You know, I know, our, you know, it happened to Rob Walsh too. And, and, Us too. And, yeah. and me and yeah and and it just points it out and it's like well when some when somebody points it out you go look right mm -hmm. and that's that's how this stuff happened it wasn't because we were you know we saw what happened in Charlottesville and we started searching our database lo looking for hate group podcasts and I could spend all day doing that yeah um, how do you find was, how do you find one out of four hundred thousand and they they're not named like you know like yeah you know, kill people. You know, that's not how their shows are named. Yeah. And I've, you know, that's another aspect of this is that the metadata that they use in these programs, uh, is very kind of, um, you can tell they're trying to hide it. Right. 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 Um, because of the, the, the words that they use, you know, Liberty and protection of, of our civil rights and that type of wording. Um, and then when you get into the content, it's like, they're talking about, you know, killing people, you know, right. killing a certain, you know, racial group. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like, um, okay guys, you know, we understand what's going on, but, but the other frightening part about this is that the, the program that I'm, I, I specifically referring to here had fairly good, I mean, really kind of large numbers of listens. I mean, <gasps> I mean like close to 300,000 plays on the sticker platform. Um, and you know, hundreds uh -huh. of thousands of downloads and stuff like that. 
but I couldn't find them in iTunes. So I think I, Apple may have taken these guys down too. So, you know, this is a, this is an issue that raised all sorts of questions and we were, um, very, very, um, thoughtful about what we were doing. Just like you, Todd, we were weighing it, but I'll, I'll tell you us being kind of, kind of a European company. Um, the people on the other side of the ocean in this company were pretty, I'm going to say pretty tough on this topic. Of course. Um, I think the, the Europeans are much more sensitive mm-hmm. to this stuff than, than even we are. Yeah. Uh, because of what they've been through. And, um, that message was very clear to me. I mean, if you look at this from a European perspective, and and let's be honest with you, that's oh, where Rob, Rob, come a on. lot of this if, hate. If you look at it from an American came. perspective, when you're talking about killing no, no, people, I, I agree. No, no, I agree. I mean, I'm not doing yeah. some sort of moral. Right, 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 right. Saying that the, there, it's not just us here in the U.S. Um, and I think that's something that we need to think about too. Is like you know we we have to really put this down. We have to um, stop this from taking over our country because, you know, you know, we did have a civil war. Well, let's, let's also put some perspective. scary stuff. Let's put this in some, yeah. to some perspective too. It is a very, very small, tiny minority, but at the same, at the same point, um, it's, it is eye opening, but I well, think, Todd, from the the listenership numbers that I saw, um, oh, but there's Robert, a lot of people okay. listening to this stuff. Okay, yeah. but we're a country of what almost 300 million people, so yeah. you know, in 99.9 percent, I would, you know, and some people are going to argue with me that's wrong. <laughs> Let's say 99 percent of the people in the United States are probably yeah. want to puke in their mouth when they hear this type of rhetoric and discussion. I think from our standpoint, it's it's pretty clear. You and you, uh, you talk about doing violence, or you talk about hurting someone, or invoking violence. Um, you're you're gone. You know that's that's just yeah. if you're if you're a if you are a um, if you are of that ilk, and you have the ability to talk without invoking. Um, violence then there's that fine line you know again do you do you kill a show or or cancel a show if they are not invoking but sometimes how you know some of the shows how do you not talk about that without invoking hate or violence um it's you know it's again it's this gray area that is the you know the eff came out with a Post and I was kind of surprised about this post from the EFF and and they're like I like what GoDaddy did. I said we don't want you as a, a customer and to the point of like your domain is no longer welcome here. Not just your hosting account, your domain is not welcome here. Google actually locked the domain of one of the offending sites. The owner of that domain, as much as we all do not agree with what they said now is locked out of that account so the question that EFF was should Google have the power to do that number one mm-hmm. okay yeah. so they're an upper level tiered 
domain provider? Should they have the ability to take someone's domain and lock them out without, you know, some sort of legal action? They just basically said it's it's ours. So, Rob, what happens if, and you know, this is something we have to look at, and this is the piece the EFF said. Should Google have the right or GoDaddy have the right to say your domain can no longer be associated, even though let's say they don't have any hosting account with this, you know, the Internet is a fundamental right in the United States, free speech, whatever. Again, you may not like it. But just if let's say someone is invoking hate and violence, you would hope no hosting company would host that website. And that website in question is getting ready to go to the dark web because no one will. But the question, even Russia even uh, canceled their account, canceled their new domain. But, you know, do those upper level companies have the ability to just take those domains and freeze them? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, and that's the question that the EFF was asking. But at the same point, I agree with the EFF that companies like ours need to have clear and concise guidelines on when a show has crossed the line and when we um, should terminate it. Um, we are protected by Safe Harbors Act. Um, and if those of you that don't know what that means is that... Um, if you on your show say something that violates copyright or, you know, I'm not there to police your content. Now, like Rob, we were informed and I actually went looking for those other two shows. But if you were informed that you have a, a problem, um, you know, you have to react to that. But then you have to make a decision whether or not that show is... Is, is actually violated a terms of service or not. So, you know, for our standpoint, and, and let me be very clear, uh, it is, as a podcast hosting provider, uh, I absolutely unequivocally support freedom of speech, but if you cross the line and go into hate and violence, you know, for, as far as our company, you're, you're gone. You're out of there. I don't care if you're right, left, yeah. middle, green, blue, purple, whatever. Um we're we're not going to we're not going to do business with you um but the, the yeah, again, that that's been our, our our position as well i mean it's it's pretty clear cut i mean um but i agree with you todd i think uh, this is a slippery slope i i don't know that i entirely agreed with the efs kind of comment that this is a slippery slope into other things i think it it, I think it, it's it, clearly, it could it very well could be that's the point they're making so, I suppose it could be, but but I think everybody's pretty well just focused on this particular issue, right? Yeah. It's the hate speech, it's the violence, it's the um, it's I, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, I, I mean, pretty much anybody can do just about anything else, right? <laughs> you know, in their podcast, yeah, except for these things. So, yeah. you know, uh, in the chat room, Mike says, uh, Matt says, censorship in the wrong hands will destroy democracy and free speech. Also, when evil is in light, you can at least know to avoid it. Um, and then Michael says, who decides? I, I, you know, this is this therein lays the dilemma, gents and ladies. This 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 where yeah. the problem lies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this is in a in we're going to have a big internal discussion about this. So, you know, I have. Um, just for the record, I've had 
to react on four shows. And I don't know if there's more. I haven't, if, if we're brought to light, we'll, we'll look at them. But when someone says in Twitter, hey, by the way, you're hosting this, this, uh, this particular show and, it, and, you know, and, and, and boycott this company without even giving us a chance to respond, you know, they don't, again, like you, I got 400,000 shows on the network. I got 75,000 customers, yeah. you know? Yeah. How can I know every piece of content that's on the website? I don't, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but. It's impossible. It's yeah. impossible. So, you know, but thank you. know, one person did send me on Facebook Messenger. At least gave me a heads up privately. Hey, you want to look at this one, you know? And this guy was only using stats, but because it had Blueberry in the link, um, mm-hmm. we're probably going to have a press release out about this next week. I We're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, and, you know, but it, internally, uh, we're, you know, we're going to have a very, you know, we're, it, it just we have to at this point. We have to have a extensive policy and you know, again, who, just like Matt said, who decides, uh, or, or Michael said, who decides, and what my level of tolerance could be, could Rob could be different than what your level of tolerance is. You know, what you decide is hate could be different than what I decide is hate because there's a fine line between opinion. You know, if someone says something, it's their opinion, and they're talking about stuff. You know, so how do you determine? when a person is actually doing hate speech, you know, it's, that's, that's just, that could be interpreted 5,000 different ways. Yeah, it can, but, but I think most, most people know when it goes over that line, right? I mean, well, do they, um, do they? Yeah, Yeah. I would say so. I mean, it's, it's sometimes pretty clear in the content. Um, it just, I agree with you. this line can be walked very carefully, but the, my experience is that they don't typically walk it very well. <laughs> right. They they tend to uh, be overly enthusiastic is what might be a, a nice way of saying it. Um, and, and Matt says you have the right to protect you know, public perception of your brand. It's your company. That's true. It is. But Yeah. No, that's exactly. I mean, that's part of it totally right. is that we're concerned about people – pointing us out as, you know, as supporting, enabling, right, right. you know, really enabling this type of content mm-hmm. to be distributed, uh, when it's viewed so poorly by so many, right. um, and, and can be hurtful to others, yeah. uh, I think is the big thing that we all have to stay focused on is the, the reason for this. But There's certainly plenty of other topics that people can talk about that we're not going to interfere with. This is just one of those that, uh, uh, crosses a, a very dangerous line, but there's also been not only let's 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 just be frank though, these aren't the same folks. These are not the only folks that come very very close in their rhetoric to yeah. talking hate speech too. It goes the other That's way. True, you know. So there like, are shows about you know Al Qaeda and other extremist groups too. I mean, if you think about those as well, yeah. And, you know, and then there is even shows that talk about, you know, what you got these white supremacist groups are talking about the suppression of uh, and, and violence of on on 
on black people and, and white, I mean on uh, and Jewish people, then you've got the other side where they're talking about, you know, hating white, the white guy. And so it, it's, it, I mean, it's, there is where, where's the yeah. line? Where's the yeah, line? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess, you know, we're, I mean, once we start going down this path, what is our, our long-term responsibility here? Um, that, that, that's the other part that I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I concerned about it, is that now that, you know, we've done this to this group, how do we not do it to some other group that uh, is doing the same type of thing? Exactly. Right? Um, Therein lies and do the we issue. have to be, yeah. And, and do, do, do we have to have kind of like a review process of all the content on our platform to be fair to everyone? I don't, you know, I, well, that's probably a backwards way of approaching that. Not so much fair to everybody, but to be uh, consistent. Right. You know, I think until um, someone, I, I, this is no way possible to go and do a review of all the content. It's, you know, I would yeah. need it team of 50 and yeah and yeah exactly and and most of the companies that have these platforms just don't have the resources to do that so we're going to be all dependent on the public you, yeah the the listener to let us know when these sites come up and and uh i don't know how you find out <laughs> and here's and, and here's the, yeah. so and here's here lies the problem what if someone has a vendetta against a group and they find one specific episode one specific five-second spot where someone says something. Yeah. You know, and the rest of the show is largely opinion. You know, what What do you do then? Do you kill that episode? Or it, it's really, it's, and, and I, it, I don't like it. It's a slippery slope. And, and I, I'm going to be very, you know, as I've said this many, many times, uh, I may not like what you say whatsoever, but uh, you have the right to say it. Now, again, hate and violence. Yeah. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then one person's death. I really think the hate part is the hard part. The violence is easy. That's, that's someone invokes violence. That's, that's easy to detect. It's the hate part that is, I think, hard. I, you know, I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but in these cases, there was no issue. <laughs> the content was like, it was well, like, whoa, 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 you know, and, yeah, you know, yeah. this, this. And I, <laughs> I've had situations too, and, and I don't know that this gets talked about very much either, is that sometimes there's disputes that come up between co-hosts. Yeah, all the time. Podcasts too. Yeah. I don't know if you, yeah, have you been through that as well, where one will, will be trying to, uh, cut out the, the access or, or, or there's some sort of dispute going on between them. And, and one co-host is trying to take over the show from the other co-host yep. and it drags in the platform where they want us to you know, change the access to, to the, uh, podcast because, uh, th they're having an issue with a co-host or something like that. I mean, that's yep. come up a few times over the last couple, couple of years too. Yeah. The, the chat rooms, and, the chat rooms alive. Some people think disagreeing is hate. Tim says this is a slippery slope. After all, isn't podcasting the frontier free speech? Kirk says you're entitled to hear an opinion. However, when it comes to invoking violence against someone or people at large, is entirely wrong. So see, it's you see, it's like yeah, it is. Yeah, Tim, it is absolutely a slippery slope. It is absolutely a slippery slope. 
but you, you know, at the same point, um, if I say on my show that I am going to kill a bunch of people, um, in many jurisdictions, that's actually legal to say. <laughs> you can be arrested. Um, you just can't do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you both. You're going to get arrested. Yeah. But if you're going to say that on my platform, uh, I'm going to tell you wholeheartedly, I am. you're not going to be on my platform any longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we're very, very clear, and it's uh, race, religion, uh, everything we, in our terms of service, we do not. Yeah. Well, I mean, Todd, Todd, just because freedom of speech exists for these things doesn't mean we run private platforms. Right. We have a legal right to to have a say in what's on our platform. That's right. As a way of protecting our yeah. businesses. And, and that's, I always try and point that out to any takedown notices yeah. that we have a right to yeah. determine, um, uh, what we want to be associated with. That's, and that's, that's true. That's the bottom line. And we and, have an unequivocal right to terminate anyone really for anything at any time. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's a, yeah. now I wouldn't, you know, that would be yeah, a, a yeah, business yeah. suicide. Well, that's bad for business, right? <laughs> that's bad for business. Right. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I think theoretically, I think the slippery slope concept is true, but in this case, I would say it's not because both of us are very, I guess, very pro, you know, independent podcaster, oh, yeah, freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. We've always been that way. Yeah. And, and, and I've, you know, I've worked at big corporations for like Microsoft and I've faced these issues with um, shows o over the years in other situations. And I'll tell you, um, you know, my, my personal thought is certainly a lot more open <laughs> <laughs> to other types of speech than these big major corporations. Um, right. They're much more, much more restrictive. I know I, I remember uh, getting a list from, uh, I, I think it was, you know, it was a big radio network. I'm not going to name the, the network, but the biggest radio distribution network in the world. And everybody knows who that is, but I, I don't necessarily want to say it. Um, I got a list from them of all of the words that were not allowed in wow. a podcast that was on their platform. Wow. So, I mean, it was like a list of like 40 words. And it's the same. It's It's really not... I mean, if you really want to take it back to like the FCC, you know, look at television, look at, look at mm -hmm. radio. They have restrictions on using certain words. I mean, but radio and these and, aren't hate. Radio these and, aren't hate hate words. Radio, radio and just, television operate in the public domain underneath the a yeah. license from the uh, FCC. FCC, and yep. and they they work in they are they are the broadcast guys are beholden to follow those rules the digital that's why cable became so popular because they weren't no longer responsible to the fcc they did not need a license to run in cable yeah. because it was a private network so yeah um and that's why you had the playboy channel that's why you had all these other things that came up in cable they weren't over broadcast they didn't work in the public domain but yeah. you're right being that were private companies um, again, it's, it's, we have to be, I still, you know, I, I think everyone that's listening to this understand where we're coming from. 
Um, but when yeah. you're mentioned in on a hate group's website <laughs> as a company that uh, you know they they call us out, you know that we have been canceled by da 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 ba 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 ba, and uh, you know when you when that's exposed to these well, large number of you know individuals that think this way. <laughs> it's of concern. Thus, my comments about locking the office door. <laughs> well, and a lot of, I mean, I've I, I've went to the websites where this stuff is, and they're embedding our web players, you know. Like, right, um, yeah, and your brand is there. Speakers, web players on their website, <laughs> right next to and inside these these just hateful posts. I mean, I mean, a lot of these websites are still active. Yeah, um, yeah. But I've, I've, I have noticed that that if you go through and you click through all of the the links to their social media properties and like SoundCloud and and YouTube, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like it's like you know. I'm like the 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 last one to take these guys down, not the first one to take these guys down. So that's a little bit of a confirmation to me that it's the. You know, you know. I don't want to be the only one that didn't take these. Guys. Right, right. Oh, and I, there was no question that the content was coming down. Let's just be clear that yeah. you know that specific content. There was no question. It was the uh, the afterthought of okay, what happens when I get someone on Twitter that is complaining about a specific group that is really outspoken but they're not invoking hate or violence and they're not disparage you know you know what do we do then you know what are the guidelines how do i actually make a determination one way or the other so thus the process that we're going to go through and you know barry and i are both again i think you know, rob as you've said it big purveyors of free speech um we and we don't want to take us a, a showdown because someone has complained um just because they don't agree with their opinion, and I'm being very careful, you know, very stringent in saying that opinion. Um, and you know, I get takedown notices for episodes all the time. Companies say, "I don't like what this person said about my company. I don't like what this person said about me." And you go and listen to the show, and the guy doesn't isn't. Uh, He's saying, well, I, you know, I don't like this product because of this or this individual, he scammed me and this is what happened to me and this is my opinion, you know, so that doesn't necessarily invoke a takedown notice. If this guy wants to sue that guy, that's his decision, uh, but yeah. I'm not taking content down. Um, well, well, Todd, I don't know if you do, but we certainly have clauses in our TOS uh, around slander and okay. and all sorts of things. And I don't think I've ever taken a show down for slander. Never. I've never um, taken a show down for slander. Yeah. So there's, there's even things in our TOS that we don't really enforce and, and because it's so difficult to I don't, do that. I don't think thing. I have a clause for slander per se. Uh, really? in my terms okay. of service. I don't think if so. If you read through, I mean, most, most of the TOSs are pretty boilerplate these days. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll list, I could, I could pull it up here and read through each of the, the things. Um, but Rob, that, you know, it is in there. But but most of them we don't really enforce. So I'll be honest with you. you most know, of them I don't even think about. So you know, here's the you know I can say I have an opinion that company X Y Z is horrible. 
Okay, I can say that. The difference yeah. is if I say company XYZ is horrible, there's a big difference legally to say it the two different ways. In my opinion, yeah. everyone has an opinion. You're allowed to have an opinion. But when you state something it, you know, as, that, fact. as fact, oh boy, you better be factual because you're going to go to court to have to prove that. And that's where slander and this comes in. So you not you may still get sued by having an opinion, but you have much stand a much better case. You know, if the judge asks you, you know, I said that's my opinion, judge. I think they're horrible. <laughs> you can have an opinion, okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh, true. But oh man, it's yeah, so there's nothing you get that email or that text or that Twitter announcement and you're just like oh, you know, because you know you're you're in for a ride. <laughs> okay, Todd, I was gonna gonna read the exact wording of the terms of service, and this is pretty boilerplate. It's the same thing that Microsoft had when I was there. Uh, chances are, you know, Barry on your side probably put this into yours as well. Um, it says um, material that is unlawful. Defamatory, libelous, slanderous, threatening, pornographic, obscene, vulgar, harassing, harmful, hateful, and abusive, racially and ethnically, you know, offensive, or is otherwise inappropriate. Now, that's a pretty big that's, door. That's that's broad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty broad so that that gives you a, a lot of leeway that you can you can judge but i would say that the the vast majority of anything that's really ever taken action on and that's that's the um the unlawful part um you know copyright yeah, you know infringement yeah, yeah. is probably one of the biggest ones that we all have to enforce uh, um and threatening is probably one Pornographic. I don't know that you know. I, I've ever really enforced that tremendously. Um, obscene. We, we don't have that in our channel. I don't service. know about if that. You, if you yeah. want an, if you want to do an adult yeah. audio podcast, knock yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Vulgar is probably you know that's never really enforced either. Harassing. Yeah, you're starting to get into that territory of harassing. Um, harmful. Uh, that's kind of another broad term. That's that's. Um, tough to enforce yeah. um, but but does follow in the line of harassment and 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 being abusive so uh, hateful obviously that's the big bucket item that we're dealing with right now and then the abusive and racially and the ethnically you know offensive so those three words are probably the ones that we focused on the most uh, for for this particular issue and um, clearly, these these shows cross those lines, and I think we're all probably extra specially sensitive to it right now uh, because of what has happened. Uh, that's the honest truth. All all people wouldn't have pointed it out to us because th these shows, this particular show that I'm talking about, has only been around since June, which I thought was really interesting. So again, Rob, um, slippery slope because when the shoe's on the other foot, yeah, someone says here. What if they're using Blueberry and he has an opinion, no violent speech, then on Twitter the speech turns to violent speech. Now what? Oh, um, 
good point. I I don't know. Be honest with you, I don't know. That's I have to. That would have to go to the legal. You know, I'd yeah. have to say what what do we do? I I don't know at well, this point. Well, it says yeah, I don't either. And it says here that the these these things um, are, are are especially um, something that we take a look at if if they could damage Spreaker or any right. third party. That that's the key linkage here. Yeah. That's uh, that that's really behind all this stuff. Is yeah. it being associated with this content could be damaging to our company, right. and it could be damaging or hurtful to some other party. Yeah. And that's that's the part of the the glue that glues these things together for us. The and, the, the long um, short of it is, I'm a private company. I can do business with who I want. If I want to cancel someone's service because I don't like them. I can do that, but I have to be cognizant that if I yeah. do that in the arbitrarily, I may not have a business no more. And I, I gave, uh, I was told by, by many that I talked to about this, that I was being very nice about this, <laughs> but I gave these folks a 24 hour notice. Oh, I didn't. I sent multiple, <laughs> m- multiple emails to them trying to let them know. And I actually, you know, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I captured all their episodes. I, I have them on a flash drive and I, I captured the, um, all, all, all the metadata from each, each of their episodes. So I have a copy of all that stuff. Um, probably from a legal perspective, it's smart to have that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. So you can prove it. Um, right. Yeah. Well, I was there. They're down. They're they're down. I didn't know? have anybody actually hosting media, so I didn't have to worry about media. It was just a stats accounts, and then three shows that were on the directory, three that were unclaimed, one that yeah. was actually a physical paying customer. So I didn't have to go to the extent you did, and I don't know what I would have done. Uh, we would have had to talk about it if we had to take content down. But anyway, it's it's in some people. I'm sure they're going to listen to this. They're going to be like, "Why are you even debating this?" I know exactly. They're going to say, you should just take this. That was the feedback that I got too. Yeah. Why are you even debating? You're being too nice. Right. Why are you even debating (laughs) this? And again, I I go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. And for those of you that weren't here, I I believe in the freedom of speech. And I may not like what you say, but you're allowed to say it so long as it doesn't invoke hate or violence. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, Todd, I think we both really respect the the kind of the power that we have in this and i want to be as fair to everyone as possible and i don't you know i think you know and daniel 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 has a good point here the unfortunate thing is that many people will drive inconsistent lines hold that policy against different groups and you'll face hellfire it's true it is true i i absolutely agree but at the same point, you're if, if someone says, here's a show that is invoking hate or violence, it's it's a slippery slope. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a slippery slope. Um, Can be, but it's it's not going to be for me. I, I mean, this is, this is one show for us. Yeah, um, so far, you know, one that was a customer. And I know that on the same <sighs> Makes me tired. website, on the same web- website was a, another show, 
um, that wasn't hosted on our platform. Um, but so, that other other hosting platform, I'm not going to say, um, is is still going through their legal review process right now. So, wow, yeah, it's you know it's uh, it's an itch, it's and it's something that we, I don't we've never had to deal with before. This is I'll be honest, this is the first time this has come up for us. And for yeah, being, I haven't yeah being, I haven't ever taken down a hate speech no podcast for the before. first you know and it just you know so now you're now we're going to come up with a more detailed policy and and we'll have something in place and it'll be crystal clear and uh, now if I have to look at my terms of service I will but uh, um yeah it is what it is and it's uh it sucks to be honest with you but yeah. um anyway. And uh, I'm let's. I'd love, I'd love to hear your comments <laughs> on this because everyone's going to have varying opinions. Uh, very, yeah. very, you know, <laughs> varying opinions on this. But uh, yeah, yeah, especially the folks that are uh, creating this content, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's just you know, fair warning when the shoe's on the other foot, you know. E- equal and again it's when I mean when it's another group <laughs> and the next group that's under focus you know uh, and typically yeah. the focus becomes on groups that are controversial you know so uh, but I, I will admit yeah. the I, I don't know if you saw the vice video but I saw the vice video actually sent a chill down my spine and you know here, here's let me be frank and I've I've lived all over the country and I've lived, I've traveled throughout the world. And um, here in Hawaii, my God, it's it's the rainbow state, right? Very inclusive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, you know, there are biases no matter where you're at. Let's, you know, let's be, let's be honest. Um, but you don't see outright just, you know, people in the streets, uh, you know, uh, or people you know, walking around with hoods on their heads, that kind of thing. Um, but to see that vice video, um, was pretty eye opening to me. Um, it, it really was. And again, this is a very, we're, we're 300, what is Just some kind of someone Google, what is the population of the United States? Again, this is a small, small percentage of, of people, but because they're so out there, because they're so vocal and the things they're saying are so repulsive that gets big national headlines it's big news you know and um you know as as i've always said if you the best thing about this well not the best thing you can fight speech with speech you know so if you have a if if this is something you driving you absolutely crazy you know start a podcast and talk about these groups and people and uh, you know give an alter an opinion and um that's the beauty of podcasting. You can pick up a mic and and uh, and do this yourself. But don't threaten them. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean, because it can go go on the other side too. The the response to these folks could create the same type of thing um, going the other way. So right, right, it's right. That's 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 what I think the slippery slope is. Is this gets so extreme that yeah. it creates a reaction on the opposite side that's right and 
and that's when we really get into a problem. That's right. Um, but if the, is the, when if two the, sides, and that's what we saw in Charlotte, I I, I believe. So when when you have um, so if it goes the other way, and you know you, you, people are going to have to understand that if you are you're invoking hate or violence upon another group, even though you may think they're the worst things on the planet, uh, you're going to go too, you know? So it's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. I, I would hope that calmer heads would prevail. Um, I, I don't know. Again, slippery slope. And uh, we'll have to deal with it case by case as it comes up. And um, Yep. All right. Any more comments from the? Uh, oh, uh, Tim says three hundred and eight million people uh, in this country. I thought and it was higher than that. I thought it was higher than that. In the United I States, I guess that was probably the last thirty. Yeah. Last census. I'm yeah. sure it's more, but you know, you're again. You're and what did they? I don't know how many. Let's say they had a thousand people at their rally. I don't know if they had that many. Um, you know, it, it definitely it's a, a small percentage. Uh, definitely a thousand people that were on the uh, on the oh my god category. You know, you've got to be kidding me. So, well, Todd, I could, I could, I've heard people say that, that there's about a half a million people in this country that are considered to be uh, white supremacists or neo Nazis or, or or whatever. That's the estimate. And I can tell you from the stats numbers I saw, the people that are listening to that content, um, it was in the the three the 300,000 range. Um, so I, you know, each of these shows, and I don't know that the, there's a lot of these shows. I yeah. mean, it could be that there's only a handful of them. Um, I mean, I think I've only heard of like maybe four, three or four, um, so far. So it's, it's not a big group of shows that we're talking about here, but, if, but, if you but still, those shows are reaching big audiences. Though. So if you think about 500,000 countrywide, divide that by 50 States, it's still 10,000 people per state. That's even to me is like, it's like makes my eyeballs bulge a little bit. Really? You know, I just, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They're, and are they carrying semi-automatic automatic weapons around with them too? Right. Well, the major <laughs> the majority of the country is well, uh, the majority of the country is carrying. So you know, <laughs> white supremacist or not? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily think that's a comforting thought, though. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. So we're not going to get into the gun issue no, here. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about something that's definitely more pleasing to the mind. Uh, next week is a big week, and uh, yes, it is podcast <laughs> movement. So I, off, and we're all scrambling to try and get 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 ready for it. You know, especially those of us that are presenting and creating content down there yeah my, my presentation is ready I, I reduced it from let me see how many slides i ended up with i ended up with uh, 32 slides and uh eh, probably be 34 35 before i'm done and all i've got to do is add some pictures and i i, I went down from 55 <laughs> so i think i'm able to get my point across in in 32 slides and uh todd's todd's gonna be <laughs> Doing doing this pretty fast to get through that in forty five minutes. Well, still take questions. It's but you know most of my slides are one line, 
you know, just a scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that is that's how I how I do my slides, and uh, some of them are sequential where they come back to the same. It's this is a little different presentation for me. I've never given this particular one. This is a one I've been thinking about for six months. So, um, and you know, here's the funny thing: any of you going to podcast movement? I'm doing at least my one of my primary session is uh, proven social media strategies for podcasters. No, I am not teaching you how to tweet. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it's the key word there is strategies. All right. It's not tweet 101. No, no, you want to do that, uh, you know, that's, that's, we're not doing that. I'm not, that's not what we're getting. The keyword there is strategies. <laughs> strategies, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and then Rob, I, you know, I know we're doing the, and I still have to get your slides ready. That's something I haven't gotten ready yet. So I, Andrew will pull those out of his Ocoli probably on Monday for you. So. Uh, we'll have some okay. late to the late to the game here on that one, but uh, okay. Uh, All right. And then what else? What are where are you? What else are say so we're doing the the uh, you and I are, are doing the state of the podcasting space with uh, Rob Walsh, Ming Young Fogarty, and um, uh, Tom Webster. And Todd Webster. And are you doing any other sessions? Yeah, I'm doing a a I'm moderating a panel on geolocal podcasting. Oh, okay. So, that's your that's your little niche locals. thing right now, yeah. Yeah, well, I've been I've been pushing on that. It's the it's the hybrid between um, really in some ways it, it it brings into play the conversation of local radio. So, um, how does local radio and local podcasting kind of play together as you look to the future? And that's the idea is is what what does local radio need to do to be a more appealing local uh, podcast creator? And you know what can local companies or local content creators do in a given market city um, to uh, you know basically achieve success in creating a locally focused uh, podcast? So I think it's kind of the the uh, could be a little bit of the future of this medium uh, as you look at um, the adoption curve of podcasting continuing to grow. Uh, more and more people uh, in local markets, obviously, are listening to podcasts. So maybe they'll t have an interest in a program that's uh, sourced locally. So that's the topic of it, and, and it seems to be something that more and more people agree with that uh, that's a that's a major trend line in the podcasting space, especially as uh, local radio. Uh, really starts to embrace podcasting. But a lot of excitement. Everyone's packing up to go. I know some people are going early and doing Disneyland beforehand. Uh, I'm kind of Disneyland out, so I'm just... I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go there, too. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I'm flying the red eye out Monday night. I get in the hotel at 5 a.m. My hotel room will have already been checked into, so I'll uh, get in in a combat nap to maybe about 9 a.m. and then rock and roll. Uh, be ready to, to to go hot and heavy. Time to get in. And Todd, I'm also um, doing um, two oh. sessions with uh, Rocky Thomas too, um, around um, dynamic ad insertion. So I'm going to be co-presenting with her for two sessions on that. Wow! And then two sessions they, on that. Holy cow! Uh, yeah. Well, there's there's one. It's a one-on-one session about the basics, and then two-on-one. Um, is this is the session? It's on the Q and A stage. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's okay. more of a 
it's more talking about the kind of the mechanics of it, how you. it works. Yeah. Well, because sure. I think it's a hot. I mean, it's a hot topic in the podcasting space right now. Well, I think make, um, make sure you get my point in about most podcasters don't need it because their content expires in ninety six hours. <laughs> go ahead and drop that turd yeah. on the stage. Oh well, yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big, big, uh, big brown one, Todd. No, yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Rocky won't want you to say that. You know, it goes against. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Most shows do not need that. So. But I have heard some some interesting commentary from some people talking about dynamic ad insertion and just advertising in general uh, is that some people feel that uh, uh, some shows have adopted pretty pretty heavy um, ad loads yeah. in their content. Yeah. And they haven't seen a, a fall off an audience. So it's it's kind of an interesting little paradigm there that uh, maybe is a little contrary to uh, popular belief. Well, do they know that they haven't dropped off or they're not gaining more? Because I know of at least one, sh well, I know one network that's doing five ads a show, two pre-rolls, one mid-roll, two post-roll. Or maybe two pre-rolls, two mid-rolls, and one post-roll. So yeah. that, that's a heavy, that's a well, heavy, that's a, waste of time. that's a heavy load, you know. You yeah. do two ads before the content starts, two ads during the content. That's that's a that's a lot. That's like radio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not quite as bad as radio. But, but close. If you're, talk, you're talking, if you're talking about radio in comparison, it's it's more like fifteen <clears throat> fifteen spots per hour. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's yeah. I mean, it's interesting how if that is the case, Todd, that. Uh, with many shows, and that it's difficult to make a generalization about this. That, um, and I did see this a little bit when I was working on, you know, kind of these dynamic insertion platforms, you know, in a prior employer that I had. Um, that some shows, like you said, would have uh, three to five uh, spots. Some of them would be like promos, also, you know, mm -hmm. cross promotional promos. Um, and from what I saw, the, the audiences were still strong. I mean, I guess it depends on the strength of the program and how how accustomed the audience is to hearing ads in the content. I think a lot of podcasters start up, they don't have any ads, any promotions. They build a big audience, and then they start putting in a bunch of ads, and it changes the dynamic of the program. And the expectation has already been set. Um that, that this isn't going to have advertising in it um, in a heavy way. I think most people will accept um, a certain amount of advertising just because they realize the show needs to have some financial support. Um, but to have it go, you know, five or six spots, I think is a is a big leap, and you probably can't go from no spots to five or six spots uh, without creating a shock in your audience. You know, in the early days, obviously, and being one of the first shows to put advertising in my show um you know i had told the audience up front they knew from really from episode one or maybe episode five or six at the what the end goal was they knew ads were coming so uh yeah. it was just a matter of finding an advertiser to begin with so for me it wasn't wasn't a matter of fact it was a welcome relief because i was able to tell the audience we're going to be here beyond two years <laughs> and and you could tell your 
your wife that it was going to work out right because <laughs> that's what i mean because she'd give me the two-year counter she said, this thing if this thing isn't paying for itself right. in two years you're done you know and it's like oh you know you know i gotta go daddy never called it we there may not even this with this conversation may not even ever we wouldn't be having this conversation rob yeah in, in blueberry wouldn't exist right right in the the power press plug-in wouldn't exist. That's, that's right. Yeah. It's you know, it's the matter of the of fate there, you know. So, and for those of you that don't know the story, my wife and I came home from Texas after having done four or five episodes and was all excited about podcasting and I had the fever and and she's like looking at me like, "Is this another boat anchor?" <laughs> really, Todd? Really, you know, this is your next scheme. Because, you know, I had a bulletin board for years that never paid nothing. It was just a, it was, you know, it was, you know, give me another, uh, you know, Benjamin Franklin every two weeks, you know. And it was, it, uh, it was, yeah. Todd, it's not another multi-level marketing scheme, right? No, yeah. I didn't do, you know, I, I was actually successful as a multi-level marketer in the, my early days, but. Uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. this is a topic we haven't <laughs> talked on the show before. <laughs> Uh, you can be successful at anything as long as you apply yourself with vigor. So, that's true. That's true. And that's the key. Agreed. You have to live, breathe it. it. You have to live and breathe it. And, and uh, you do live and breathe podcasting. No question <laughs> about it. Oh man, it's it's a uh, yeah, a little too much sometimes. But um, no, hey, Todd. Yeah, I mean, we 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 didn't really get a chance to talk. Did, did we talk about the podcast awards? Um, I don't know if we I did. I don't know that we did. The, we did. the yeah. slate has been announced. Um, and <laughs> had an interesting happen. Uh, you know, making the slate, you get a free year of, uh, you know, of exposure on the website. So making the slate's a big deal. Um, audiences, yeah. you know, came in and nominated the show. And, and, uh, I had a show that I sent a mailing to all of them. And said, "Listen, this is what I need from you. I need a, I need a video. Every one of you need to do just like imagine that your name has been called at the Oscars and you are doing your acceptance speech. I need a ninety-second video, not a second longer, um, by this date." And I noticed yeah. from that email, one person unsubscribed from the mailing list. So I was like, "What's the deal there?" You know, because this is my, I told him this is when I'm going to be contacting you, my primary connection point. So I emailed the podcaster and I said, hey, I, I'm like, this is how you're going to find, you know, get your trophy information, all this stuff if you win. And I said, what, what's the problem? He says, and the guy, I won't go into what the email said, but he says, take me off the slate. I'm like, what? What? Take me off the slate? And he's like, yeah. Take me off the slate. I don't want to participate. And I, uh, I was like, you got, I've never had this happen in the entire time we do it. So one show that was in the tech category, and I'm not going to say who if people weren't paying attention because I don't want to, the person that was 11 <laughs> moved into the 10th spot. And, uh, um, so someone got a, you know, a buy basically on, because this is what I did in the rules this year. You don't submit a video to me, and we made it real easy for them. 
you don't submit an acceptance speech video and you win, you forfeit. <laughs> so huh. that's the way it is. All 200 shows have to submit an acceptance video. I'm not going to tell them they won ahead of time. And we're going to do the production on because how many times we've we done the podcast award ceremony where we announce a name yeah. and crickets. Nobody shows up. And I got a box full, yeah. literally a box full of trophies from shows that have never, I, I've got enough trophies here to give, you know, I probably got 20 unclaimed trophies, mostly from the NPR groups. Those folks never, we tried to reach out to them. I did everything in my power to try to contact them to get them their trophy. So I said this year, if you don't, if you went through this whole process, put your name in the hat, you had to pay to register your show to begin with, $10 to register. Um, if, if you don't submit the video and you win, I'm sorry, you forfeit. I'll give it to number two. And so, is uh, that the reason that this this particular show dropped out? Is just over a video, or is that? I'll, I'll just I won't say, but uh, okay. In long story short, um, someone got a pass. So, uh, no one else. Everyone else is, you know, on Twitter and Facebook, and you know, it. it I. I we go through a through a lot of work. There's a team this year um, that have been has been working on this, and the website has been fabulous. The bill is about ready. To, I'm about ready to get the bill for it. And uh, yeah, I was I was going to say that the website looks really nice. So I like the way it was laid out, and yeah. the, all the tools behind hand have worked, and we haven't had too many little. You know, I have a couple minor issues, but uh, this thing will carry us for another five six years easy there's some things we want to do a, fo a follow on year on the i'll do another budget next year and we'll, we'll do some improvements but um the voting's going on now so this is the key point are all 333 people going to vote so at about day 15 of the voting and i've got a backup list of folks because I, I need at least that many people to have voted the entire stack and um, if we get to day 15 and we're not getting all the people that said they were going to vote to vote, um, then I'm going to start bringing in alternates uh, to allow them to vote too because I have to have a big enough voting sample to, um, you know, I figured we figured 300 it was the minimum number we needed to, to determine. Because it used to be it was open voting. You could vote every day, and, it, and you know, a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah. So. We'll see in a future year if we're going to adjust that or not. But um, so we'll see. But anyway, it's a good list of shows. Um, a really good list, and uh, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. But anyway, the website. Let me see if I've got it. Uh, yeah. And we made it so that people could subscribe via iTunes or Android. Got their RSS feed up there and a link to their to their website as well. So. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Some shows were like, what's this Android thing? I'm like, well, click on it with your mobile what's, phone. <laughs> what's this Android thing? You can listen on Android? Really? Wow, that's, a, no. that's, that's, that's possible. But uh, the awards will be on the International Podcast Day. Uh, we're still trying to determine a time, uh, Dave and the team, and I will talk about that at Podcast Movement, figure out what uh, segment they're going to give us. And because we're limited in time, I have to be – and be able to get in and get out. So everything, I will basically have a media file that will just click play, and it will play the awards. Um, it'll be all pre-produced, and um, 
it'll be live to, you know, have been live to tape, I guess it's the better words. So maybe some near future we'll be able to actually have a live event. Again, okay. time will tell. Oh, yeah, I mean, in the, yeah, in the real world at some venue somewhere. At some right? venue somewhere, yeah. So uh, we just, this was a rebuild year and we'll, we'll see how it goes. We um, could always try it, try and do it again at, at NAB. <laughs> yeah, what, hey, we haven't heard from the NAB folks recently, have we? Actually, actually, I heard from them. I'm going to be meeting up with, I think it's Megan from the NAB that's going to be at Podcast Movement. Oh. So she's going to come by my booth. So huh. I'll, I'll, I'll drag her over to your booth too. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, I'd like to, cause we're going to have to start planning budget for them. That's, that's a, that's a $20,000 bill. So I, you know, they need to talk to us soon yeah. Yeah. Uh, to do yeah. that. And I think that that's the idea is they're, they're still pulling their plans together, but yeah, I mean, I, I reached it out to them, uh, maybe a week ago or so just to see what's up we haven't heard from you guys in a while yeah um just to see you know whether or not we could get back on that conversation but it sounds like they're they're aggressively moving forward with their their plans and i think what they're i think looking to do is just you know kind of talk to us about uh what their plans are at this point well i i hope they do like a little pavilion where we all can get a kiosk it's a little more it's not. Well, as, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So a little pavilion for us, and uh, um, I don't know how many. I know that there's a number of us that have already kind of verbally committed. So uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. And and I think that they're going to add a full day track to uh -huh. their the radio oh. um, segment uh, that's usually upstairs in the central hall or the cent, you know in the main mm -hmm. main area. Um, and then uh, I think they're going to have a pavilion down there, so th there's going to be another area for content. But where uh, like, did you hear which hall yeah. we're going to be in? Uh, no, I did not. To be in the center, if, if no, they put us in this, in North Hall is where the, above North Hall is where all the rooms are. So central. Yeah, exactly. So I, my thinking is they would probably put us in the North Halls, where I think and they I think, would probably put us. I think audio's there too, so yes, that's where the um, the microphone vendors are and that kind of stuff is in the North Hall. All right, that hall typically gets yeah, it's not it's the best. It's traffic. not the best traffic hall, yeah. but you have to be at NEB like twenty years to get to Central. I'm like, well, yeah, Central is full of all the big guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they put live stream so, over there yeah. last year, and you know, it, there's, there's. Some, That's true. Yeah, some advantage. That's true. Being to some. Well, you know, well, you know, the more I think about it, were the microphones over in the central hall? I'm trying to remember. Well, yeah, like sure, I, and I think sure, and those guys. If we were in the front part of central hall, oh man, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crowds upon crowds. Crowds upon over. crowds. Yeah. Walking through that hallway entrance. That's, yeah. that's the difference between sending five people and two people. If you're in Central Hall front, you send five. If you're in North Hall, you send two. Because um, yep. that, that's what you're going to need. You're going to need five people there just to cover the volume of traffic. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we'll see what they come up with. It's uh, That's cool. There, Yeah, drag her over to see me. And, well, Todd, uh, we're we're bringing five people to podcast movement. We're so. had four. 
Yeah. So. So we're we're bringing in you know bringing in some stuff. Plus, we'll we'll see it though. Be an interesting show, Todd. Based on our <laughs> based on the separation of the. Uh, yeah, we'll see how traffic is this year at the end yeah. of, yeah. Hey, did I tell you last show about these things I'm using? I, I just, I'm just gaga over this. This is stupid little viral marketing thing I'm doing. Um, did I tell you about uh, gems? Uh, what's or, it called? Gems, G-E-M-S, gems. Uh-uh. That's what they no, call the haven't. devices. All right, and just, uh, hey, fair warning, this is a pitch, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In full disclosure, you, this is a pitch. Is this like our first ad on this show? Well, it, it, it could result <laughs> in financial gain for me. I'm just telling everyone. But I just want to tell you what I've done. And people are, um, rightfully so, a little bit leery of these things. Um, Android users, you're the ones affected. Um, it's a little device. It's about, I, they're in my car right now. They're about this big. They're about a little bigger than a quarter. And they're stacked high. They're maybe four quarters, four, five quarters high. And it's a little plastic case. And you click on it, and the red button, the red light comes on. You click it on a green light. So it's on, off, real simple. They get a real simple website that you go to, um, and you put a 40-character message with a corresponding HTTPS link. has to be HTTPS. So what happens is if you get within 100 meters of my understanding – Android phones with Bluetooth turned on, that's the key. This device somehow sends that phone a message. And I don't know if it's how it's getting, and it's some shortcoming in the Android, whatever, I, I don't know how the magic happens. Um, so it could be real spammy. You could really set it up to be like, uh, uh, it, it could be really, you, you could really do spammy messaging with it. Now, what I've done is I have some friends that have businesses here. Um, I've uh, worked with my sister with these. I've got, I'm currently got nine of these things out in three different states. And for example, uh, my sister owns a laundromat. So what we did is she's real close to main thoroughfare is we got, uh, some, how should we say Tupperware and, uh, you guys know about geocaching, right? Well, we'd put a geocache somewhere where there's really no announced geocache. We hid this thing. And it, it's close to her business. We're close to her business. So as people are driving by in their cars, ding, they get a little ding up. Hey, come check out such and such laundromat. And here's a link in their coupon code. So we've been using it there and a couple of other places, some other businesses. Um and so are we talking about a form of a beacon here? Is that what we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. A little Bluetooth beacon that okay. sends out a message. Again, 40 characters linked to an HD. They have to click on it to load a web page. Incredible. Incredible uh, response. I'm getting, on average, um, 60 reactions a day. Uh, from these devices, and I'm already seeing foot traffic um, into retail locations because of it. Um, it so it, where do you actually put them off of uh, roadways? Or well, something, you, or no, you, you know, okay, I'm, I'm I'm not telling you where to put them. <laughs> the use okay. the use cases. You're a realtor. 
And I guess realtors, realtors have been using them for years. Real, oh, yeah. Realtors will put them in so a house. pull up out front. Pull it up front. Yeah, I mean, you pull up out front and it sends a message. It sends you. a message and you're no, okay. there's no open house. You can open it and you can get the virtual tour, mm-hmm. right? So it only yeah. works on the Android. But for me, I was like, huh, huh, huh. Awesome. And uh, so <laughs> the the key, though, is, is you know, I, I'm trying to be responsible and not write a spammy message. Um. But it is a little bit of viral marketing, and it's using some limitation in Android to give. It, it comes up in notifications, it, and you can see it. And uh, I'm sure people are like, "What the hell is this?" And um, they click on it, and I'm probably getting a certain amount of that traffic through. But for the the testing I've been using in retail locations, it's been really incredible. Um, so this little. Uh little unit is self-powered right self-powered it's got, got like its own little yep. um battery it's got its own little you know like hearing aid battery yep. in it or something and like it, that it lasts two years um somehow okay. i don't know the function or the science and how because you can change the message on the on the devices um at any time they, they do do a review um i haven't had anything denied yet but i've been trying to be real careful not to be uh spammy uh, so are they Wi-Fi connected, or are they? Don't uh, know. Don't know how they, they just d- don't. There must proximity, be proximity. Well, it's definitely uh, proximity. It's a hundred meters, but I don't. No, but it's, they to actually program them. Yeah, but I don't have to it have them like, here. I don't have to have them here. They can be in their location. I can change the message and the message update. So it's some sort of interaction between the company. They must get some signal when it happens and cue the company. I, I don't know how it happens behind the scenes, to be honest with you. It is one question I have. Someone will probably tell me, but... Um, because, I mean, for it to, to... I mean, it would have to have some sort of Wi-Fi connection. It, again, uh, I think it's got a code. It to get that. It's got a code, yeah. so it, I'm sure what it does is it signals... It, there must be some interaction. There's no way the device updates. There's no way to update the device. It doesn't... I can have it in I can update them from here and it doesn't have to be in the room and them but again they go to their website to do it now it does cost uh 50 bucks a month for three but from what I'm seeing so far um <laughs> paying for themselves easily easily paying for them. but again you have to if you don't have the traffic you know you gotta have some place where there's some volume um in order to uh to do these so um, and they're pretty slick. It's, so do, do they work better um, inside or are they an outside device? I've not seen it. I've had three in my car. Everywhere I drive, they're on. So uh, not having an issue in my car. or ha- Again, most of them were we have not put inside the business, but you, I'm sure you could. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it was you know largely to drive try to drive foot traffic and we give them a coupon you know to use or a free entree or whatever it is really it's it's a slick little marketing tool kind of you know it's again one of those things it's you know you you have to be careful on the on the tactic that you use but uh um so are they usually lo- located in the proximity around a particular establishment outside? Yeah, and but you know uh, Gary Leland is actually using them too, and he says that 
and Roy actually just put a video, a link up in the show notes. It says it's a push notification. Once they leave the 100 yard area, the message disappears. So, uh, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, but I spend a lot of time sitting in traffic. <laughs> oh, so when you drive past them, All right, right. Well, you know, that's a, that's a technology that's been talked about a lot. You know, Apple's been playing around. I mean, I think Apple called it beacons, didn't they? Didn't they? Well, I don't think it's a beacon, but it has to have. Uh, you have to have. Uh, you know, you, the person it's has the same to have concept, Bluetooth, though. The, yeah, same concept, but the person has to have Bluetooth turned on. If the Bluetooth is turned on, it, it won't work. It's somehow using a the Bluetooth function to be able to do this. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I I'm sorry, I took us to the end here with this. Uh, it's fine, um, but that's a, it's, it's an interesting topic. I'm not sure what the application is for podcasting, but uh, well, um, I'm promoting my show with one of them. So are I'm you? yeah. So what I do is I say subscribe to Geek. Uh, basically, it's basically I've um, check out Podcast Geek News Central or something like that. And when they click on it, I send them to the subscribe on Android page, or if they have a podcast app already, it opens a podcast app. So where would you actually? locate that it's in that my purpose. it's in my car oh so it's transmitting out um, from your car out to people that are like sitting next to you at a stoplight or something yes <laughs> yes <Is> that- <laughs> yes okay i got it I got yeah it. okay yeah i can just see people driving on the freeway next to you and they get a message Ding. about your they're like where the, hell, where the hell this come from <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. Daniel says, oh, this would be brilliant to take to a relevant event. <laughs> a podcast movement. Oh, imagine that. And if you haven't ordered one already, it's too late. They're behind in shipping because I ordered six more the other day. Uh, well, you know, it could be used for just sharing contact. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. so we'll see. So, yeah, Android users at Podcast Movement, leave your Bluetooth on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, everyone. All right, well, you're you're uh, done here, uh, right? Yeah. 10.30. And, I, yeah, I got to – and it's actually I need to be rolling here very quickly. So just so everyone knows, too, Rob, I get back – believe it or not, I fly back Saturday morning. I turn around, clean my suitcase, do laundry, and I fly out Saturday night to Florida. So there's no way I can do a show next week. So, okay. um, and we may have to push the following week's show to Sunday. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about it podcast movement when we can do a show. But, okay. uh, yeah, I, okay. I'm, I'm out of here for two weeks, uh, starting a Monday night and obviously weekend in Florida, but crazy. I'm coming home just to change suitcase out, but that's the way it worked out. Yeah. Um, yep. okay. everyone, Sounds thanks. Good. Thanks for being here. And we'll see those of you come to podcast movement. Please come and say hello to us at our booths. Just come in and say hi. And uh, for those of you that are not, we're going to have a lot to talk about when we get back about what happened at the show. You can reach me, Todd, at Blueberry.com. The Twitter account is at Geek News. Rob? Uh, Rob at uh, Spreaker.com is a great place to reach out to me. Uh, Rob at Rob Greenlee. You can, if you want to send a private message. And I'm on Twitter at Rob Greenlee as well. And I'm at RobGreenlee.com. So fairly easy to find. It's been uh, our pleasure to bring the show to you today. I hope you had a good time. I know that I did. And uh, we'll see you the next go-around here on the new media show. Take care. Bye-bye.
Like spy. <laughs>